What's up, everybody? It's your boy Kirai in here. Welcome to the Kirai Delic Show. And today, I'm going to talk about mostly about 50 best horror films ever made that Empire has uh, published. Just talk about that topic and talk about that. And also, might talk about, you know, um, movies being pushed back and mostly superhero movies in general. But... Um, Yesterday, I was on Twitter, or last night, I was on Twitter, and Empire had posted this um, article of the 50th, 50, 50, 50 best horror movies ever made. Like, since it's October, you know, and everybody's, you know, watching a lot of, you know, horror films and stuff, and, you know, Empire decided to publish 50 of the most I would say the most scariest and the most influential and the most elevating horror movies ever made. And I was going to go through the list of all these films that's been great. Most of the movies that I've watched and some of the movies I have never watched and I plan on not watching. It depends. But I'm going to go through them and just you know have my opinions on them and see what's up with them. Now, the, fifth, the first one on the list, which is the fifth... The first one on the list, this list here is all the way down to the first, so we're going to start at the fifth, so I'm just say the first is the fifth, fiftieth, fifth. The fifth, the first one on the list here is it part one and two, which is chapter one and two. Now, this here is basically the, you know, the new interpretation of uh, it, which Stephen King had wrote uh, back in 86 or 87, 86. And I have not read the book, surprisingly. I have not finished reading the book. I was reading it last year, but I didn't have to stop because, you know, I was working and I don't have to take it back to, you know, Books of Men. I haven't finished reading it, but I'm um, in the middle of it. And I pretty much still got the, still the, the basics of the story down. And um, so far, the far I've read from it, as much as i read of it, it's pretty good. I will say... I haven't seen the miniseries in such a long time. Like I said, I haven't seen the movies, but in my opinion, you know, the book itself is way better than the miniseries, in my opinion. And I can't uh, say nothing about the movies. But from what I heard about these movies, most of the first part, the uh, the uh, uh, part one, I heard it was really good. It was really scary. Uh, it gave the miniseries, the 1990 version, run for his money. Even though people still give uh, respects to Tim Curry, because let's be honest, the 1990 version of it was not really well received by fans. It was kind of had a mixed bag. But the one thing people took away from that and gave a praise to for was Tim Curry's performance. And which, without a doubt, it is probably the most best and the highlight of the of that miniseries. I mean, like I said, the story was off. I didn't quite care too much about it, pretty pretty much like everybody else. But I will agree that Tim Curry was probably the best thing of that series because he brought that character to life and made that character into pop culture, like one of the most talked about famous horror horror characters of all time. Now a horror icon and the most recognizable character. Out of uh, Stephen King's um, work. So it, in my opinion, is probably, you know, the most famous of Stephen King's work. 
Like I said, I haven't seen the movies yet. From what I heard, it's really good. The guy who played uh, Pennywise is magnificent. So, I mean, I'm going to check it out, you know. I'm going to check it out real soon. Okay. Saw, which is the next one on this list. Now, I saw, <laughs> saw, way back. I haven't seen the franchise. I haven't seen the first one in such a long time. The, I would say the first one is real good. The first one is real good. And it uh, did so many sequels afterwards. And I will say that the sequels have not left have not lived the expectation to the um, first one. Even though they had its differences. Well, not have its differences. But I will say they were okay. That it was okay. Forgive me. If you hear, if you hear a phone, that's, my, that's the house phone ringing. If I shut the door, it's still going to be ringing. Still here. But this is all Robin's doing this in one take. I ain't going to try to edit this shit out. I can't edit out it's an anchor. But um matter of fact, I'm gonna shut the door. Shut the door real quick. I don't understand why mom got that damn phone, this house phone. We don't call it fucking use it. Sometimes we use it, but yeah. Um the very first Saw movie was real good. I haven't seen the Saw films in years. I think the last time I saw all I think they made like about Six or seven of them. I know they did one not too long ago. And then, you know, um, Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson was going to do a, a movie called Spiral that was supposed to come out earlier this year. But, you know, COVID came around and fucked everything up. Uh, but I will say, yeah, I haven't seen the first one, but I will say that the first one was real good. The other one was just the copy off of the success of the first one. And the other one was never interesting. So Saw is... Another movie that, you know, I probably may watch sooner or later, but I probably may not watch it, but I would say it's a good movie. Okay, the next movie on the list is Hellraiser. Now, I like Hellraiser. I have not seen the movie in months. Tell me if I'm going to just tell you this straight off the bat. Most of these movies I've seen and I haven't seen in a minute, but I like to talk about it because it's a good-ass shit to talk about. Now... The very first Hellraiser is, in my opinion, the best one. Best one for one that, you know. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just like talking shit. But, um, damn, I would say the first Saw movie. I mean, first Saw movie. I'm still stuck on Saw, but it's Hellraiser. Uh, Hellraiser, like I said, I like the I liked the first movie. Hellraiser was real good. I like Hellraiser. Um, I haven't. The second one was okay as I far as I as far as I can remember. Uh, the third one I like the third one. I like that third one because if you watch the first two Hellraiser, Pennywise didn't really was on screen that much. It was mostly about this girl and her. Uh, I think it was her father. They moved into a house. And then, you know, I think her uncle came. It was something. But I do know that the movie was pretty, you know, really intense. You know, it was just creepy and scary. But I know Pennywise wasn't in that movie that much. He was in it for a few te- for a few scenes. You know what I mean? Um, hold on, let me read this part of uh, Empire of Hellraiser. Okay, and this is a small uh, uh, description of the film by uh, writers or whatever. It's hard to remember now just how different Hellraiser was when it released when it was revived in the eighties. 
in the late 80s. In the horror landscape of teens getting slashed, Clive Baker's Barker's debut as a director was an adult Dominic drama, a blend with uh, supernatural underpinnings, violence, gore, and glimpse of fantastic. Fa- fa- shit. Can't fucking read this shit. Fresh and. Like, Large universe, the rules of... I ain't gonna read this shit. <laughs> I wanted to read this motherfucker, but damn. But you know what I'm trying to say, people. I'm not that perfect. I can't be perfect with this shit. All I know is the Hellraiser is a, a dope horror movie I haven't seen in a minute, too. Most of these movies, like I said in the list, I haven't seen in a minute, but Hellraiser is good. I like it. I like the third one, in my opinion. third one, in my opinion, was pretty much better than the first two, in my opinion. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? So, Hellraiser's one. Then they got this movie called Audition. It was a Japanese some movie. And then The Ride, The Devil's Rise Out. And I'm just talking about movies that I like. Okay, I'm skipping a couple ones. And I'm talking about now of Day of the Dead by George A. Romero. Now, I like this movie. Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead is it's okay move for me. I, I like it. I mean, I don't love it. I like it. Um... It's a good movie by George A. Romero. You know, rest in peace to him. Um, Day of the Day. Is, Day of the Day. Yeah, just called Day of the Day. Day of the Day was cool. I mean, Dawn, Day of the Dead is good. It's good. Okay. Um, the next one I looked at that I like here. Basically, you know, I'm going to take all the back I said. I'm looking at the Empire's 50 best horror films. And I'm picking out some of the movies that I like from this list. And just talk about them. So... That's what I'm doing right now. So next one I'm right here, I'm looking at right now, is the Hammer version of Dracula. Now, I love this Dracula. I love this fucking Dracula. And I haven't watched the Dracula, this Dracula movie since I don't know when. It's been a minute. But I fucking love this Dracula. If you tell me who's your favorite Dracula of all time, I would say Christopher Lee. Because this motherfucker was scary. As Dracula. <laughs> like, I love this character. This interpretation of Dracula. Now, I had not read the book. I read some stories. I had listened to some st- audio version of the story. And from what I got from this character, from Dracula's dad, when Jonathan, when he first got to the uh, castle, whatever, Dracula was sort of like an old man. And then as he sort of progressed and sucked up victims and shit and, <laughs> and killed them and drunk their blood and whatnot, he got younger and younger and younger and whatnot. But I, I have to say, man, this is probably like my favorite. Like Christopher Lee, you know, man, he rest in peace. Like he was the most scariest one I like. I, I like this version. Like Christopher Lee's uh, Dracula. I like this one. Okay, I got some good horror movies I'm not going to address. I don't care about Bride Frankenstein. Okay, Dracula Bella Gossi, that's iconic, but I didn't like it. Poltergeist, I didn't quite like that either. <laughs> I ain't caring about Poltergeist. Don't, don't, don't Look at Me Now, that's, that's a fucked up ass movie. That's the movie, Don't Look at Me Now, is that one where uh, Donald uh, Slarland had came across that girl in that red suit in that red raincoat or whatever, and all of a sudden that motherfucker turned around and happened to be a midget, a dwarf, with a damn fucking uh cleaver or some shit, and hit that bitch with the uh, hit uh Donald in in the neck or some shit. That was crazy. Like that was like what the fuck. 
That was the most creepiest. I ain't seen the movie, but I just just had to see that. Shaun of the Dead. I had never seen Shaun of the Dead. I heard Shaun of the Dead was real funny. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead was real. I heard it's real funny. I haven't seen it. Okay, The Witch. I've never seen that. Neither Living. Yeah, Neither Living Dead. And that's the OG. Neither Living Dead. I've seen this movie about, I think, a month or two ago. And I have to say, man, I love. Well, I didn't say I love. I like this movie. It was the very first one to have actual um, the zombie mythos and turn around, make them to like carnivores and shit, reanimate and come back and eat human flesh and shit, where they just throw it away. And not just, well, yeah, just throw it away the whole traditional zombies. They come back and take revenge of those that killed them. Muslim slavery or whatever. But I want to say that, uh, yeah, I like this one. You know, nowadays when you think of zombies, you know what I'm saying? You think of, like I say, you think of the ones that come back from the dead and, and, and consume your flesh. But, you know, there's so much meaning to that, you know, that term of zombie that you're like, oh, but as far as like the cinematic wise, but this type of film is just so important. And it's important to see that it was the first horror movie to have a, a black man, African-American in the lead. And taking, you know, lead and, and handling his business. Even though he got shot at the end because, you know, the Mazungus thought that he was a, a zombie. That was pretty much fucked up. <laughs> that was pretty much fucked up, in my opinion. Yeah, so. Now, Descendants, I remember. Now, I remember watching Descendants. Is it about, yeah, about these, uh, how many were those women? It was a few of those women that went under the uh, cave and doing some cave climbing or some shit. And then they encountered some like monsters and shit. I seen that shit. I was like spooky. Creepy. Ah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, I like Chainsaw. I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The very first one is really good. <laughs> the first one is by far the best one out of the series. I mean, they made... Okay, this is the first one, then they did the second one, the third one, and the uh, fuck the fourth one. And then they decided to reboot the series, so that was that, that's the fifth, and then the beginning, that's the sixth, and then they did the uh the 3D shit, that's the seventh. Then after that seven they did another one, <laughs> the letterface, which was a re uh prequel of the first one. So they did like what, seven? Seven, like, test chainsaw masks. And surprisingly enough, these films, I don't, I, besides, I think, um, when it got to the reboot, each of those movies, the, from the first one to, like, the last one that they did before uh, the Michael Bay version, each of those movies were declining as far as box office receipts were. <laughs> they were both, they were all declining. I mean... I will say this, man. You cannot top the original. And I see, you know, like I said, Michael Bay did his version. He, he did a remake. It grossed like a hundred something million in the box office. And then, you know, they decided to do a pre-sequel. Because fans had asked about doing a pre-sequel to that version of Test Chainsaw Massacre. And they did it. And it didn't perform well. And, you know, Michael Bay decided to give it to, you know, whoever. And that's when Lionsgate got a hold to it. And Lionsgate... When they got the rights to Test Chainsaw Massacre, they they end up planning on making how many? I think at one point I read that they was gonna make seven, 
Test Chainsaw Massacre, which was like, okay, y'all just making the plans before the first one even took off. So that came out. I remember the 3D came out, and I'm like, it came out, and I ain't heard nothing else about it. That I ain't heard nothing else about it. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. I ain't heard nothing else about the <laughs> new one. And then, you know, years later, they did a Leatherface one, which is a re uh, pre-sequel to the first, very first Test Chainsaw Massacre. So. But yeah, man. Uh, the very first Test Chainsaw Massacre is a classic. I love it. It's one of the scariest movies ever made. I seem like I'm just talking. This is me, man. I'm... <laughs> I know, I tell y'all, I'm so green that this is how I'm going to talk, how I'm going to dress my shit, and um, pretty much this is how I'm going to do my uh, my my talk. So, yeah, um, moving on to the next one on the list. We're on 23 now, going all the way down to number one. Right now, we're here at 28 Days Later. I've seen that movie before. 28 Days Later is a dope movie. I like that movie, zombie film. But, zombie, yeah. I ain't gonna see zombies eating, but motherfuckers. Did I see the meat today, people? No. Hmm. I don't know. Now, Quiet Place. I heard. I love that movie. I was pissed off that I really want to see that th- second one, man. We have to fucking wait till next year. I hope by next year, man. We we hope we hope that the world be okay for us to go to the theater and watch this. I really want to see that shit. A Quiet Place, man. Fuck. That first one was like, ooh. I don't give a fuck about the old man. I hate the old man. Suspiria. Suspiria is by far uh, one of those movies that's a classic. First off, it's a classic. That's the only movie that I like where, you know, you watch, you just think of the uh, the heyday and the renaissance of those uh, Italian horror films that was made back in the day in the 70s and transfer into the 80s and kind of died out uh, later on that decade, but you know this movie here was such a um, such a masterpiece, and then it's so colorful too. It's so damn colorful, like shit. And I just like the atmosphere of this movie. It's just so lit. So yeah, Spirit is one. I need to I need to sit back and watch that. There's a lot of movies on this list. I need to watch. Man, it's so lit, so dope. The Fog. I really don't care nothing about the Fog. Uh. Get Out. Now, Get Out was a good movie. I shout out to uh, Jordan Peele for it. Yeah, Jordan Peele, man, he struck a core <laughs> to horror fans and movie fans in general with this one. And that's something that I think if anybody that's in an interracial relationship should watch this movie. Because if you in an interracial relationship and the white side of the family that you're dating got this type of view on you, you have to fucking get out. <laughs> For real, for real. So, yeah, Get Out is one. I don't like Psycho. Psycho, I don't fucking like that. Psycho, in my opinion, is so overrated. Just like how John Campion said Halloween is overrated. Psycho is overrated. I can't say how people love that movie. I hate that movie. I don't like it. American Werewolf in London. Now, I like this movie. It's a classic, you know. Uh, It's not my favorite, but, you know, it's a dope movie. Let's see here. Zombie, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, like I say, Dawn of the Dead is cool. I like Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Carrie, Carrie is Carrie. I like Carrie. Rosemary Berry. Rosemary Berry. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. The Wicked Man. Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Mm. I like the I like uh, Nightmare on the Street. I like the first one, but I it's not my favorite. It's not my first one. It's, I mean, it's not my favorite one. Yeah, Nightmare on the Street is a good movie. It's cool. Okay, the X's is so cool. I seen the X's. Man, I can't see how that movie's scary. And I can't see how it scared people back in those days, but from what I saw of it, and you know, The Exorcist, you know, was a movie that came out at a time where horror films were not really as frightened, but they were kind of frightened. But you had a type of movie, because you know, back then, you had horror movies that were just, you know, typical shit, where it was like, you know, vampires and werewolves and ghouls and all this shit. Now you've seen a movie where it had something about, you know, satanic type shit and the fucking frightening shit. And people were so, like, like you know, taking it back on, like, whoa, what the fuck? The scary shit. That's scary. So, yeah, The Exes was okay. You know, shout out to Linda Blair for doing an excellent job in this movie. Yeah, doing an excellent job in this movie. Jaws. Well, Jaws, well, I'll tell you this about Jaws. Uh, Jaws, well... Like this, here, like this, um, this piece right here said about Jaws, you know, it falls short, dual and Sugar Land Express, but Jaws truly announced the arrival of Steven Spielberg as a major talent. Yes, it has. Mass production issue became the mother of the real invention and needing to keep the toothfully villain off screen as much as possible just racked up the tense that much more, that much more. Primal fear fueled a thriller that also that also feels human thanks to Schneider, Sean, and Dreyfus, and the rest. And the rest, nothing for not forgetting John Williams' iconic, simple, and terrifying score. Jaw sticks in the brain and makes the heart beat that much faster. I have to agree with this. Yeah, Jaws, man. I like Jaws. I think Jaws is by far the best shark movie of all time because. You know, before that, you never had a movie like this. And then afterwards, you know, there were so many people that was trying to copy off of the success of Jaws. And like through its kills, you can't you can't copy. You can't match that. There's no movie like Jaws that have managed to compete with that. And it'll be funny that, you know, you hear like Universal or anybody else going to do like a Jaws type movie, like a Jaws, a shark movie. How are you gonna do a shark movie where you there's there's already been a shark movie done? Because in my opinion, there's no other shark movie like Jaws that can compete with that shit. Like the way the the way Steven kind of set up that damn shark, you didn't see the shark throughout the whole movie. You see bits and pieces of him, but you didn't see him fully until the very end of the movie. Where as when they did the sequel, and then you know, you had other um uh, copycatters, you know, copying off the way the film the, the film was filmed, the, the film was shown, it was now like, okay, we already know what's killing the water. We don't have to wonder what this thing looks like. That's fuck. That's fucked me up all the time. Like, why do they always want to show point of view of the damn animal? We already know what the fuck it look like. We already know what's up. Unless, you know, the motherfucker looks hideous or some shit. But Jaws is by far the dopest move of all time. It's always been the dopest move of all time. So shout out to Steve Spielberg and Universal. Jaws. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Nosferatu is 
the un uh adaption <laughs> unauthorized version of uh Dracula. And the reason why I say that because uh back then uh Brian Stoker's uh, estate refused to grant the production rights to have this film be made. So the cast over at Europe, you know, this director FW what his name is? FW Huh. Murnau. Murnau. Uh, F.W. Murnau decides to create a different version of Dracula and change some stuff here and there and just came up with a dope-ass, silent, scary, creepy-ass movie. It's one of those movies, man. It's not like where, you know, you like... There's no blood and gore in this film, but just the atmosphere and the imagery alone just scare you and shock you. That's something that, you know, you don't really see nowadays. Well, you see days in horror movies, but as far as without well, no noise. With the exception of, like, you know, the orchestra and shit that plays in the background with the pictures and shit. But other than that, you know what I'm saying, Nosferatu is by far the best, like, you know, scary silent film. And personal, one of my personal favorites of all times. Evil Dead 2, you know, we on number six on the list. Evil Dead 2, I've seen the first Evil Dead, and I like that movie. I haven't seen the second or third Empire, um, Army of the Dead, Army of Darkness. I haven't seen that, but, you know, we all know the first one is a classic. I've always hear people say good things about the sec- the sequel of Evil Dead, Because, you know, it went from, you know, being a serious, you know, the first one being like a serious horror film to taking what worked it for the first one and kind of made it goofier, but made it more essential with the second one. Like I said, I haven't seen it, but from what I heard from people like, yo, this movie is like essential. You got to see it. It's funny. So I might I might check it out. Halloween by John Carpenter is the most celebrated, the most influential, the most most talk about horror movie of all time. You know what I'm saying? Forget what people say that is overrated. I, whoever said that shit don't know horror movies that well. They they don't appreciate it. And then those that love the, the direct sequel that just came out recently, which uh, supposedly this new version that I was looking forward to seeing to see what was this one going to be about. They push it to next year. I would say, man... Um, like I say, I love the first movie, but I despise those that just dislike the first one. And then they praise the new one, in my opinion. But I can't say too much about the seek the direct sequel of Halloween. All I can say about this first one is just it's a classic movie. John Carpenter, you know, doing his thing, and that, I think this is his like, if I'm not mistaken, his like third movie, because he did Assault on Priest Thirteen, and then he did. Dark Stars. Dark Star was like his first movie. Assault on Precinct 13 was his first. And this here like was his third film and his breakout film. And showed his filming style as well. Which I absolutely love in my opinion. Because I love his filming style. And just the style of how he um, built up suspense and didn't really have to rely on too much gore. Because you know if you look at that first Halloween movie. You didn't see too much gore or blood in that movie. Or too much violence. You just mostly rely on suspense and shit. Which is like crazy. So the very first Halloween movie is like. You know the greatest. 
Up next on list number four is The Thing, which in my opinion is my favorite John Carpenter movie, my favorite science fiction movie, and matter of fact, my favorite science fiction horror film in general. You know, and I like this movie because one, I like the atmosphere of this film. I love the intention, the suspense. I love the way that the characters were, you know, basically trying to figure out what was going on type shit. And then you had this beast who was basically, you know, uh, an alien that had uh, a a creature that they had never faced before. It's just amazing, man. Like, I love the the effects was so state of art ahead of its time. I mean, shout out to Rob Petit. I mean, I can imagine back in 82... And this is, I think, came out, I think, two weeks after E.T. I think, yeah, two weeks after E.T. And so, you know, you know, you kind of think like, okay, you want people to go see a movie about, you know, a a Nilo type film, a Nihilist type film, as opposed to like coming off of just watching a a movie about a warm creature, about a, a, a lovable alien creature that came and and just captured the world. The world's heart instead of like you know come and see another move where you just see another encounter of an alien but this point is more vicious it's more you know you know harm <laughs> you know but uh yeah i love uh john carpenter's a thing it's by far one of my all-time favorite a uh, favorite film of his and also like um a favorite um science fiction horror movie i don't like scream <laughs> so we're gonna skip scream Fuck Scream. I don't like Scream. Okay, now, we just talked about, like, The Thing is, like, my favorite science fiction horror movie of all time. But if I can guess, if I can, not guess, I don't know why I said guess. If I can rank another horror, another hollow, uh, I can't talk today. Damn, I need to slow down. I'm going to talk slow. I ain't going to talk fast. If I can rank another sci-fi horror movie with that, I don't know where I should put it, top to bottom. I would say I'll put this next movie, I would say, at the top. Which is like this on the list. And that film is Ripley Scott's 1979 classic, Alien. Now, I'm going to tell you something about Alien. I like the way the film is shot. I like the way the premise is. I like the atmosphere of this film. I just love the whole thing about where, you know, we just see these uh, explorers was, I think, they was on a rescue mission, and then, um, no, it was on an expedition mission or something like that, but then they get a signal to go to a planet and rescue someone, and they didn't find it, and they end up capturing this egg, and one of the eggs explodes, and got to uh, one of the explorers' face, and, you know, rapes them, impregnates them, and then all of a sudden... Alien busts out his chest and then go loose on the ship and then, you know, and shit goes from there. But the one thing I like about it is just like, I just love the way it looks, the way the, the atmosphere of it and just the way it was different. It was a different type of, of horror sci-fi film that was made during the 70s. It was totally different. And you can tell that it was a straight A, A-list budget, A-budget a a movie budget like movie where it wasn't B rated, and this is just coming off of Star Wars. So you know Fox and everybody else involved wanted to top 
what they saw with Star Wars as far as like, you know, sculptures and shit and visuals and shit. You know, and I like that. And like I say, the one thing I like about Alien is that it didn't really present itself as like a like a horror movie at times. It mostly at times presented itself as like a sci-fi film, like a exploration film. And then when you got introduced with the alien, the creature, you kind of like, okay, now it's a horror movie. Now it's like getting serious now. Because like the first few minutes before the alien even, before we got encountered with the alien, it wasn't felt like a horror movie. It felt more like a soft sci-fi, like drama-like film. You know, like 2001, but a like darker version of 2001, in my opinion. So, Alien was different. And I remember uh, uh, Roger Ebert had said this. And this is right after the film's success and then when people start to imitate it. You know, as a matter of fact, I'll go to a quote of his. I might, I can go to a quote. Let me see. Go on Wikipedia. Like I say, man, I love the first Alien movie. The Alien movie is such a good movie. Do I love that movie so much? And I also love the second one. Shout out to uh, James Cameron. Man, I love that second one, man. That's the best sequel of them all. Okay, let me read something that Roger Ebert has said on the on Alien's cinematic impact. Okay, here it goes. The 1979 Alien is a much more cerebral movie than its sequels. With the characters and the audience generally engage in a curious about this weirdest of life forms. Unfortunately, the films it influenced it study its thrills, but not its thinking. Which means that the people who copy Alien, they didn't really study its like scientific shit. More like, you know, the like the spaceships and the whole explanation in space and you know technology and all this shit. I'm guessing what Roger E was mentioning and also the explanation of going to space and all the other shit. Keep my I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm keeping it simple. <laughs> but they mostly study mostly its its thrills, meaning that they mostly study its like alien the alien character, the alien creature. They most they were more thrilled about that. Rather than being thrilled of the whole expedition of being in space and doing all this scientific shit, you know what I mean? That that's what that was the thinking part. But the imitators didn't even think of that shit. You know what I mean? Like I said, it blew us away from seeing that shit. But then, you know, you can compare it to someone that just not thinking about this the, the thinking of it. They want to incorporate the whole um incorporate the scares of it. Which was not the case of Alien. But either way, it was a well-made film. I love Alien. It's by far one of my favorites. It's it's, it's dope. Alien's real dope. Okay. Okay, now. <laughs> now, The Shining. By the great, late, great Stanley Kubrick. Is by far one of the most well-known of his. I mean, he has a lot of well-known movies. <laughs> well-known movies, bro. Um, I personally don't really care too much about The Shining, and I know Stephen. I know Stephen King has let it be known that it's not his favorite because he didn't appreciate how Stanley Kubrick didn't quite really take his material real seriously. He decided to do his own thing, and not only that, the movie when it first came out, it really didn't have that much success. Critics wasn't really that fond of it, and it made little money, and plus. 
the actors who were in this film, like Jack Nicholson and uh, Shirley Dolville, they have to endure a lot of shit, like taking multiple takes. Like Shirley had to do like at least like 172 takes in in once of one scene. And you know Kubrick, you know he was such a professionist that he liked things be perfect. Like he got to make sure everything's on point. Even the infamous "Here's Johnny" scene, that that most famous night scene. I don't know why I call it infamous. It's the most famous one in the film. That talk that took like three days to film, and sixty doors. Like you know what I mean? Doors that the fucking cut off for that for Jack to do that. And afterwards, after they filmed the film, filmed the uh, film, it left them exhausted and resourceful. You know what I mean? But that's how Cooper was, man. He likes to make sure that everything is on point, make sure every movie's on fleet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He don't want no, 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 no mess. That's how he was that time. You know what I'm saying? But The Shining, I would say, besides being one of the greatest movies ever made, the great, greatest haunted house movie of all time. Um, I ain't really got nothing much to say about that movie, to be honest with you. I haven't seen The Shining in such a long time. You know, the one thing I got from that, the one thing I remember from that movie was when that, uh, that fucked up ass burnt woman in one of the scenes where, uh, Jack Nicholson had kissed it. She got all that burnt shit around her and shit. That was just creepy. Even the scene with them two gay dudes, one of them dressed as a a bear and one of them just like a butler, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, the bear was giving the uh, butler some head. And then not only that, the dude who had the bear on had his ass open, wide open. I guess, you know, the dude, the butler was like trying to fuck the bear to death and some shit. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck. But that was kind of creepy. That was didn't make no sense. I was like, ugh. So that one was like crazy. So, um... Yeah, that was pretty much the list I want to talk about in, um, in uh, you know, Empire's No 50, 50 most best horror films of all time. That's what I'm going to talk about with that. Now, I said I want to talk about superhero movies. I mean, there's nothing about superhero movies I want to talk about other than Marvel's uh, list of movies that they're supposed to come out this year. Well, first off, the the MCU was supposed to launch this year with the introduction with Phase Five, well, not Phase Five, Phase Four, starting off with a uh, Black Widow, which actually, to be honest with you, is not really a Phase Four movie; it's actually a Phase Three movie because <laughs> the character, her, her arc, Black Widow's arc, was set between Civil War and Infinity War, so technically speaking, it's a Phase Three movie. It's Phase Three. I can say that because what is it in this movie that introduce it? And then, and that's what I'm saying. Where the fuck was all the characters that she met and the events that she went through? Why it didn't mention in any of the movies? I mean, we've seen her in Infinity War. We've seen her in um, in Endgame. She, did, she wasn't really affected by it. So what is it in this movie that will affect her in the previous films? Because we all know the character died in Endgame. She can't come back. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't I didn't understand that. Like what what's 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 in this one? That's crazy. I can't think of it. But um Um That's that that's going on and uh <laughs> I can't think of what I was gonna say afterwards. 
But uh, yeah, I see that as a phase three movie. It's not a phase four movie. It's a phase three movie. I would say the very first movie in phase four was going to be The Internals. Now, that movie was pushed back, I think, was originally pushed back in February. And now they push it all the way back to next November, which is like, what? Next November? Hey, what the fuck? Shit. You gotta wait all the way to next fucking November to see the internals. Shit. Now, I always say, having COVID brought its ass here, we would have had all these movies released. I would probably best rate, try my best to get to... I'll probably try my best to get to the damn theater to town to work there. And we'll be right now looking at trailers of uh, the internals and all this shit. But no, we have to fucking wait till all the way next year. Hopefully by then, everything will be good. In my opinion, I hope everything will be good. And, um, you know, I just hope everything be all right, man, by that time. I just hope. Because I'll tell you, man, I just, it's just, ugh. But it's okay, though. As long as we got stuff that's come on TV and on demand, streaming service and all that, that's cool. But, you know, that's been pushed all the way back till November. Black Widow comes out in May of next year, which was really supposed to come out this May. But it's been pushed back to next May. And also, you know, you had the Falcon that was supposed to come out. No, last month or two months ago, August, but that's been pushed back till early next year. But WandaVision still is scheduled to come out this year around Christmas, which is a plus. You know what I mean? Uh, no pun intended with Disney Plus. <laughs> Ironically, with Disney Plus. Um, that's dope. I'm, I can't wait for that. Um, that's pretty much the only MCU shit that's coming out this year. Is uh, Black uh, Division, So that's the only one. That's, you know, okay. So that is one. Uh, with DC, they hardly ain't got nothing going on this year. Yeah, ain't nothing hardly going on with DC. I'm not really up on them movies. I'm just more up on Marvel, to be honest with you. <laughs> Marvel is like the only thing I'm more uh, like geared up to, in my opinion. Um, damn, what else I can talk about with movies other than, like I say, well, news about Spider-Man, you know, Jamie Foxx is coming back to reprise his role as Electro from the week, um, MCU, not MCU, uh, a week, Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie, which was awful. I can say that, that movie was not good. It was not impressive. Jamie, I mean, I like Jamie. But his role as Electro was, eh, it was okay. It was, eh. It wasn't good, I would say. <laughs> I didn't like him as the villain. He looked so goofy, in my opinion. He looked so awful, in my But he said in this one that he's not going to be blue. He's not going to be blue in this one. He's going to be just, you know, this black guy with Electro, which is pretty much good because I think in that recent Spider-Man, like in that Spider-Man game, he wasn't blue. Like, he was not blue. Yeah, the Spider-Man, the, the Electro in that Spider-Man game was not blue. He was just electric. He was just doing electric shit. So I can see Jamie doing that type of shit rather than him having that blue-ass suit. I'm so glad he ain't going to be in it because he looked so awful. Looked so awful and goofy. Oh, my goodness. So awful and goofy. He looked like, when I think about it, he looked like that um 
those people off that movie, uh, the Mega Man. That was the first thing I thought of was that and a couple other 70s movies, man, 60s and 70s movies from back in the day. But yeah, man, I'm glad that that he ain't gonna, well, I'm glad that he ain't gonna play the same part. He's gonna play a different part. Or I'm hearing that's gonna be like a like a um, multiverse going on because you know they got Doctor Strange in it now, so you know the multiverse is like you know the top question of this third Spider Man movie. So that's um, you know, saying kind of you know different. So yeah, that's kind of different. So that's gonna happen. You know, I'm looking forward to that. But other than that, I can't think of nothing else to talk about with superheroes and stuff. Hmm. So I don't know what we'll talk about. But I know that I'm looking forward to next year with all the heart with all the um no superhero stuff. I'm looking forward to that. I hope every student this is a perfect segue. It's a perfect uh, sub segue to uh the next topic. Also you got a lot of these um a lot of films delayed to next year, man. Like damn that's crazy. A lot of movies that I was looking forward to like seeing like before COVID even became a fucking thing. Like a lot of movies that I was anticipating seeing has just either was pushed back later on in the year or was pushed back later on to next year. And then, you know, as, you know, COVID came around and it kind of took over the world and all, most of just the world in general and here in the States, most of the films that were pushed back to later this year was now is now being pushed back to next year. And it seemed like if this COVID shit had, it isn't been, if this COVID shit is not be is not gonna be away till you know by the end by next year, I think possibly we will probably get you know we probably will most of the movies that's supposed to come out will probably be pushed back till twenty twenty two. Cause you know when it first hit the very first movie that was pushed back I noticed that was pushed back all the way to next year was Fast Nine and uh the Minions. And I was like, what? Those two movies been pushed back to all the way next year? We got to wait next year to watch these movies? I was kind of a little disappointed. But I understood that, you know, they want to make sure people were safe. And then I'm hearing A Quiet Place Part 2 was pushed back to... Well, originally it was pushed back later on this year. Then shit started to get crazy and it was pushed back to next year. Next April, I believe. I think now I don't have a release date. And then um, all of a sudden, a lot of more than Black Widow was pushed back to later this November. But that's pushed back to next May. And then Eternals was supposed to come out this year as well. I was looking forward for that movie. That's pushed back all the way to next November. I'm like, God damn. And then, you know, I'm saying to myself, the whole time with all these movies, all these stuff is being pushed back. I'm saying to myself, like... You know you got streaming service. I mean, you got the streaming service popping. Like, Mulan just came out not too long ago. And I don't know how much it made, but it came on Disney+. Plus. And subscribers have to pay, like, a premium access, like, I think $30 to get access to the movie. And I was saying to myself, like, 
and they spun like millions of dollars on making Mulan. I'm saying to myself, well, won't do what? Why can't Marvel take that take that route? Like release Black Widow on Disney Plus or whatnot. Hell, have the Eternals come on Disney Plus. I mean, have these movies come on because there's nothing new for us to watch. I mean, I'm pretty sure they was film. I'm pretty sure they finished filming the Eternals, but I don't know. If they got the effects right and some shit, but I don't know. And um. No, a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, Wonder Woman's been pushed back how many times? It was supposed to come out this summer. It didn't. It was supposed to come out September or or this month, October. It didn't. Now it's being pushed back to Christmas. And I'm pretty sure they're going to push back, push it back again. But my best bet, in my opinion, is to them just push it to... Not push it, but just release it on HBO Max. That's my opinion. Release it on HBO Max. There's nothing wrong with just release. I mean, we 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 right now are in the age of streaming service, and nobody cannot go to the movies. I understand that most of these studios make these movies basically for the uh, moviegoers to go to the movies and have that movie, that theatrical experience. But at this time, at this rate, or whatever, it's highly unlikely, and. I'm saying to myself, like, why can't these streaming, these studios who got these, who spun millions of billions of dollars on these streaming services, most of millions, I don't know. Why can't they just release these films on the streaming service? But then you think about like these studios spun like millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars on marketing. They spend them more on theatrical releases. They spend it on, you know, not only that, but the cast and crew. So... They don't really want to release these type of films on streaming service or on demand. But at this point, it's so bleak. They keep on pushing, 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 pushing these films back. And you like, bro, like every last one of y'all motherfuckers got a streaming service. Like Disney got a streaming service, Disney Plus, HBO. I mean, Warner, Warner Brothers got a streaming service, which is HBO Max and Universal. They just released Peacock. But then I see, like, why I understand they don't want to release none of their films on streams. Because they's like, no, nah, this is like, quad, this is made for movies. This is made for the theaters and shit. Yeah, this is made for, you know, strictly for, you know what I'm saying, the um, movie going public. It's specifically made for them to uh, experience, experience in the theater. But in my opinion, I'm like, bro... At this rate, you can still have people come tune in and have them um, watch it and whatnot. But you know, it just that's just me. That's just that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm looking. I mean, because the only big shit that's coming out on streaming service right now. That I'm personally looking forward to is basically the Mandalorian, and you know by next year, hopefully everything gets better. You know, you have films like you know Fast Nine and all the mother shit that's coming out that was pushed back. Hopefully they be released next year. I hope nothing don't change. Like oh we gotta push it back again. I say bro, why don't y'all just release this shit uh, digital? Like we don't want to release digital. I'm like. There's no point. Like, why would you keep pushing it back? Like, we don't even know when we're going back to the theater. Like, but I understand it's a business. 
But at this rate, I'm like, bro, y'all need to push this shit back, bro. Like, real talk. They need to push it back. I mean, not push it back, but um, put it on a streaming service. But, like I said, I understand it's money. But, hell, do they make money while the streaming service popping? Because Mandalorian came out when Disney Plus launched. And and then y'all got, like, how many subscribers? I think last I checked, y'all got, like, 6 point some 25 million subscribers. 6 million subscribers. 6 point something. But I know it's in the millions. That means people fuck with y'all shit. And the chairman just came out saying that they're they, they going to focus most on streaming service stuff. Then releasing... Um, their stuff on um, theatrical at this rate, at this time. So, in my opinion, I wish that most of these movies that's been pushed back should be released in um in on demand. Because I want to see movies like Black Widow. I really want to see the internals, but we have to wait all the way till next November. Hopefully by that time, I'll give me a job and make me some money. You know, and hope I get that PS5 and Nintendo Switch. All that shit, but that's in the future right now. Hopefully everything be working just fine. Hopefully um, they come up with a vaccine to fix this COVID shit because if it wasn't for Donald Trump's ignorant ass, we wouldn't even go through this shit. It pretty pretty much will have other countries go through it and they'll kind of die down the shit. But since Trump is such a bad president, he didn't act quickly to shut this shit down or for none of this shit to happen. And now we're going through this shit and this is sort of like the new norm. Hopefully by next year or by 2022, we don't know. But yeah, man, um, it's crazy, man. Then I'm just thinking this before I even cut this off. They pushed back Halloween Kills, the sequel to the one that came out two years ago. Now, I was looking forward to seeing that shit. Well, not looking forward to I was looking forward for the next one to come out next year, Halloween Ends, which will be the last. I Well, they say it's going to be the last one, which I don't believe. They're going to keep making more of that shit of this new series of films. But that's a whole different conversation. I'm going to get to in the next podcast, but I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, man, that's all I want to address about this shit. About um, these movies being pushed back and whatnot. (laughs) I'm just like, can't wait. I hope everything be just fine next year and I get a chance to go back to the theater. Because I love going to the movies, man. I love going to the movies. I love sitting in the theater, watching a movie, whoop the whoop. The one thing I hate is when I'm sitting in the theater, watching a movie, and then my bladder is going crazy and I have to take a piss. I fucking hate that shit. I really hate it. That's why when I go to theater... I make sure I go to the bathroom and do what I need to do and come on out and be in that theater and waiting for this movie to come on. So, yeah, this is the this is what I'm going to address on this podcast, man. I'm going to get back at y'all again. Um, I was saying I'm going to keep on getting at, uh, at this more, but I'm going to still do it. Um, but, yeah, man, um, that's all I'm going to address, man. The uh, Empire's uh, 50 Best Hard Movies superhero movies and then you know talk about the movies being delayed to next year so i catch y'all in the next episode of the kid rod show peace